Welcome to Braided, helping you balance tradition in an untraditional world. This is a show where we gather and talk about all things faith, family, and business. I'm so glad you joined us. Hello, hello, guys. We are live. We are starting a little bit late, but that's okay because life happens. Um, So we have Sasha Star Robertson here with us today, and I am so excited to have you in this group. So Sasha and I bonded over um, talking about babies and adoption and motherhood, and so I'm so super excited to have you here with us today, Sasha. Um, Tell us, we're just going to like hop right in. Um, Tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, explain to us. Um, which I already just basically told them you're a mama, Um, you know, just tell us about married life, kids, and whatever it is you want to share with us. Just let us in on who Sasha is. Awesome. Well, as Crystal had said, I'm Sasha Star Robertson. I am a wife of 12 years to my best friend. Um, I'm a mother of one for now. Um, I was just actually talking to our... um, I don't know what you would call our agent consultant. Um, uh, we've just started the adoption process again, actually, but our son, he is 20 months old and he came to our family through adoptions. So we're super, super blessed by adoption, super blessed to have him part of our family and his first parents as part of our family. We have a beautiful open adoption story um, and journey along with them. And um I like to say I'm Alaskan by heart, not blood. I was actually born and raised in Michigan, but I've been living in and a resident of Alaska for more than half my life now. So I love anything to do with the outdoors, hiking, walking, going in our canoe, camping. Um, just get me outside, especially if it's sunny, <laughs> not if it's rainy. But um, I'm a natural health buff, and I also am um, an intentional living and purpose coach for moms. So um, I have a community, the Intentional Abundance Co., um, where I like to show up and serve women in there. Um, but then I also coach women through um, the I Am coaching system that I love to say I had the pleasure of co-creating with God himself. Ooh. So um, <laughs> love that. <laughs> yeah, I love to travel and I love Jesus. So those are kind of like the main points about me and who I am. <laughs> Yay. And that's why we get along so well. <laughs> Anybody who loves Jesus, just, oh, yes, we could. When we chatted, we just chat. First of all, we chatted like forever through DMs. Yeah. (laughs) And then finally (laughs) we were like, let's just get on a Zoom coffee chat. Um, So awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, Let, what a part of with adoption, is there any part that you would like to share with us? And I bring that up because In this group, this group started out as a group for women who've gone through pregnancy loss and infertility. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, it's evolved since then. But I know that a lot of our women in here are women who've gone through infertility. And so, you you know, don't feel pressured to share any of the like, you know, we've gone to you and I personally on a one on one one to one basis have gone into, you know, the personal stuff. But um, you know, for anybody that is interested in adoption or anything, is there anything you would like to share a tip or just any, your story, anything? <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, you could definitely open up a can there. I've grown very <laughs> passionate about it. So um, when we originally began the adoption journey, same thing. We had struggled with infertility for seven years before we, we took that first step forward um, into adoption. And if I could speak anything to, to that audience, to that crowd is like, make sure that you've done the work and processed through your grief um, and everything related to infertility and pregnancy loss before going into that, because um, there's so much that you can see coming through um, into your children and their lives and everything when you haven't done that. And so, like I said, my husband and I, it was, it was seven years um, of infertility, a lot of things that we had to come to terms with, a lot of um, learning and growth that we had to do with the Lord before stepping into that. Um, but then, you know, we went into that process um, for the goal of like, bringing a child home to us, to parenting, um, which is really great. But then we learned so much throughout our journey about um, adoption education, about the adoption triad, about birth parents and a lot of stereotypes that can be attached to them, um, adoption terminology and just like adoption language in general. Um, and so much. So I would definitely say plug in to adoption education, what is truly going to be best for your adoptee. Um, and you'll find all education is points to an open adoption. And so um, when we went in, we, we chose a consulting firm that said, you know, you have to be open, at least semi open. Um, and we were like, oh, I guess we have to say yes to open adoption. And so <laughs> it was a really weird thing, like a God thing, how we were kind of forced to step into that, um, into that. Yes. But then we learned so much throughout the journey, like how good it is. And we truly have this beautiful open adoption story, um, with his birth parents. We got to be there for labor and delivery. Um, we were the first ones that got to feed him just like so many really cool things, um, that can come out of that. We've even gone to visit his parents and we know that as he grows, there are going to be a lot less questions and things that he struggles with mentally and emotionally, um, because he knows where he came from. He knows who his parents are. Um, and, and he has four parents that love and adore him. And so it's a really cool thing, but, um, that's our story. Not every story is like that. Every single adoption and adoption story is different because it's different humans involved. And so, um, that, that would probably be my number one thing is just plug into adoption education. Instagram has an amazing, Adoption Education Community, Adoption Learning Partners is a website um, that has tons and tons of resources out there. Um, but I just feel like adoption education is so, so important. And a lot of it is really difficult to plug into. It's really difficult to hear. Um, uh, there's a lot of a lot of trauma, underlying trauma to do with adoption. But yeah, in a synopsis, plug into education, consider open adoption, and make sure you process your hurts and your traumatic experiences and everything like that first. So, oh, I love that. And that's such great advice because I know when my husband and I first started our um, adoption process, there was so much to, I mean, there were so many questions when mm. we were even asked like, hey, would you, um, would are you and your husband open to adopting um, of course, sadly, that adoption ended in abortion. Mm -hmm. But I just remember like that overwhelming, like, oh, my gosh, like, do we hire a lawyer? Do we, what do we do? Like all, all of these questions. And so thank you for sharing some of those resources, because there is a lot 
to process mm-hmm. whenever you start that journey. And um, so it's good to have people like you just spreading awareness. So thank you for that. Yeah. If you, if you, any, if you or anyone on here wants to know some of my favorite um, people to follow on Instagram, I've got um, screenshots with their handles and everything Mm -hmm. I've shared to my stories before. So um, I have that. I've got tons of resources. And if you even want, if you're considering adoption, like very beginning stages, um, and you'd love a book to go through, comment hashtag adoption in this video. And um, I can draw someone and send you one of those books because I just bought multiple of them when I found it, um, because it was such a great resource. So hashtag adoption, um, if you're considering, and I would love to send you that resource to help filter through some of those initial questions, like why are you adopting and, and what avenue of adoption is best for you? Um, and things like that. So, yeah. yes, I love that. Thank you so much. Um, so what I really, when I, you know, so you're my second braided live, um, but with, um, uh, which thank you so much. <laughs> um, thank you. when I did my live with Natalie, like I dove in immediately to her business and I think I caught her a little off guard. Um, <laughs> because, and the reason why is because I'm so excited to just champion you ladies on and to champion what you're doing. And I know there are so many women in here that are either looking for a coach or um, support or, you know, just help, whether it's business or motherhood or, you know, whatever. And so um, if it's okay with you, I like to just dive right into, you know, what are you doing in business and how, like, how can we support you and how, what kind of services do you provide if if there's somebody in here looking for something. Awesome. Yeah, I'd love to. I love sharing about my business. It's definitely um, a journey God has brought me on. Um, So I started coaching right about a year ago, um, a a different, I guess, ideal client, right? Um, And it was one that I was just like, I can't do this. Like my heart was kind of being ripped open. Like it was It was a weird scenario and I felt like I wasn't serving my clients truly the way that they needed to. I felt like they needed resources um, similar to the resources that I used throughout that transition that I was trying to help them with. So I took a step back. I went back to the drawing board and I'm looking at like, what is it that that I can do well? What transformation have I walked through that I have all these notes that I can turn around and share to the next one? Um, and it was just glaring that the thing that came out of that um, was just time management and productivity for young moms. You see moms who bring a baby home and in three months in, six months in, nine months in, a year in, they've already lost their identity. They can't seem to you know, accomplish the things that that God has placed on their heart. They're struggling to find quiet time with him daily. Um, and they're just really buried under this overwhelm of like getting the dishes done, doing the laundry, making five, five bottles a day, or, you know, whatever it is for me, it was bottles because of adoption, you know, washing laundry, whatever it is. Um, and just the busyness that all of that brings to life. And so um, three months into motherhood, I had started a business and um, was digging into that. And so you can probably hear my son right now. It's, um, it's nap time, but he's fighting it. So he and dad are actually going to go out for a walk, um, get some, some fresh air and sunshine. We've got a park around the corner, but um so I had started a business. I was 
pursuing what God had placed on my heart. I was able to do quiet times with him. I was getting up and being more intentional. And so I just really realized that this, like this flip in my life, motherhood was like a catalyst that brought in so much more intentionality and so much more of Christ's abundance into my life that, um, that it was just a really cool thing that I feel like you see the opposite flip taking place in motherhood for many. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, if it's not, if it's not checked, that goes on until you become an empty nester. And then you're like, whoa, you know, what are my skills? I've been out of the workplace for 20 years. You know, I, my husband and I's relationship is not so intimate. My relationship with Christ, Christ is not so intimate. So trying to get that at the beginning was really my, my idea. Um, or what was placed on my heart. So time management, productivity for moms. And that, that was back in um, August and God was just like, no, there's more, no, there's more, no, there's more. So I spent about six months before I really started um, digging in and sharing a lot about my business and what I'm doing. Um, And he's developed this whole um, coaching system. And I was like, I need to think of a name for this. And I was just laying in bed one night and he's just like, I am. I am like, I am right. That's who he is. Um, and that's so much of what my business is and the foundation of it. And so, um, what I do is I, I, walk with, with young moms, I say, but really moms of littles who, who are believers or who even are new in their faith. Um, and it starts with what I call the serenity for your soul challenge, which I'm actually hosting next week. Super excited about. It's going to be, um, a five day challenge Monday through Friday, probably going to throw some bonus days in there because I love to over deliver and I just have so much to share. Um, but I'm trying to jam pack it in 20 to 30 minutes a day. So the moms can set a time, set the time aside, but it's all about going back to establishing that firm foundation in him and implementing daily quiet times. Um, and so it starts with that, knowing who he is turning to him daily. Um, and then digging into knowing yourself, living in those God given gifts and purposes, and then actually living them out and, serving others, showing up for your community, for your family, for your friends, um, using those strengths and giftings day in and day out. And, and whatever that looks like, whether it's, you know, serving in your local church ministry, starting a ministry of your own, starting a business, who knows where God's going to take that, but just really living in those strengths and in those purposes that he's calling you to and doing that without neglecting that family time, without neglecting those home responsibilities, and certainly without neglecting yourself and soul care um, and continuing to focus on him. So the, the I Am coaching system is very comprehensive. It's actually a 12-week program um, where I walk women into that purpose discovery um, to making sure they're having those quiet times. There's a lot of accountability um, and it's hybrid. So it's group coaching. So you're able to develop a community with other young moms who are in that same state of life as you in that same season, but also um, one-on-one. So you can get that individualized attention to implement the strategies that work for you because what works for me might not work for crystal. What works for crystal might not work for Sarah. Um, and so really digging into what, what's going to work for you and your family. So in a synopsis, like quick, (laughs) that's, that's my coaching system. And, um, I'd love to have you in the challenge if you're considering it's, um, I'll actually drop the link, uh, in this when we're all finished. Yay. Um, can you hear me? My audio, it looked like my audio went out for a second. Um, I can hear you just fine. 
Yes, please drop that information on how, you know, women can be a part of that because that sounds like an amazing challenge. So is would that be something, um, maybe a, a pregnant mom, it would, would you encourage moms who are pregnant or maybe even about to adopt and are like, oh gosh, like, I don't know what she's talking about, but it sounds like I'm going to know what she's talking about <laughs> soon. And so to kind of nip it in the bud right away, is that something, you know, new, soon to be new moms could join in? Absolutely. So, um, you know, like I said, every adoption is different, right? I've had friends that were in the adoption journey for multiple years. Um, for us, it was we had gone through multiple disruptions throughout our adoption journey. And so um, it was a roller coaster of a ride, mm -hmm. lots of ebbs and flows. Um, but we ultimately found out we were going to be parents with one week's notice. And so yeah. to have someone in my corner, like through that huge transition and everything, um, I know for myself would have been super helpful. I'm like, taking this baby home and I'm like crying and I'm like, I need my mom, like who gave me this responsibility? Um, <laughs> so it definitely is a big life change. And so absolutely, whether you're pregnant or in the adoption journey, I would still love to have you in the community um, to have an ally in your corner, somebody who, um, who knows that experience. Well, I don't know the pregnancy experience, but I do even recently know what that transition is like. And I think ultimately it's having that foundation correct is going to take you through that pregnancy and take you through that adoption journey, just like it takes us through motherhood. Um, and I actually, I did an interview with um, my friend Audrey this morning. Um, and the way that she explained intentional abundance was just beautiful because she talked about going back to um, God, that God first, God focused living, which is what we talk about in the serenity for your soul. But she talked about his abundance coming through in our head, our heart and our hands. So it's mm -hmm. and taking our thoughts captive, being able to love others the way that he loves and allowing ourselves to be that vessel that he just flows through and he can be the work of our hands. And so um, that's, that's really what it's about. And I think having that foundation, no matter where you're at in your life is super, super important. Um, and while like my ideal client and my niche is these young moms or moms of littles, it doesn't mean that I can only serve them. If that makes sense. I do try to, to call it down, but absolutely. We'd love to have you in the intentional abundance community. That's totally a free resource. Um, for anyone who wants to join, as long as you're a Christian mom or a Christian woman, you could yeah. say there are, there are non moms in there currently. So awesome. Yeah. Um, so I have a, a question about the, your ad, actual coaching program. Is it um, like ongoing? Are you like ongoing? I don't think that's a word. I was going to say ongoingly. I don't think that's a word. Is that a word? I don't know, but I'm going to say. Um, taking in new registrants or is it just like from, you know, certain dates you open up registration? So initially it was going to be certain dates. And then I recently read a book that kind of threw that all out the window. Um, but I am getting ready to, to launch hopefully a larger group altogether. Um, I, the max I allow is 12 people in there because I want it to be intimate. Mm. And I just think of Jesus and his disciples, like, if he had like 50 people, right, it wouldn't have been so intimate and we wouldn't be able to know so much about them through what we read in scripture. And so it's maxed out to 12 women um, after the 
um, Serenity for Your Soul Challenge. We'll be talking more about it in there. Um, and then after that is when we're going to launch um, this community now. And then I think after that, we will see new women coming in, you know, every month or every couple of months um, as as women fall out. And so, yeah, yeah. ongoing um, additions. Don't you love it when you have have it set and then you learn something and you're like, oh, I have to change this. Yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Oh, the entrepreneur life. <laughs> right. I was just, if I could just share this because it's yes. been really powerful for me. I was just telling my husband about how like, it's so difficult being an entrepreneur because you like, and I thought this was just me. I thought I was like bipolar or something, but it's like, oh. you're like, yeah, I got this. This is amazing. Like everybody needs this. And then like the very next day you could be like, Oh no, this is horrible. I'm not a good fit for this. I can't do this. You know, even getting in the comparison trap, so-and-so is better. Mm -hmm. And the next day you're like back up here, like, yes, God gave me this gift. I'm here to share it like right on point. Um, you know, I got some affirmations about this. Uh, and I said, you know, it makes me feel a little bit bipolar at times, but then I heard so many other entrepreneurs go through the same cycle. And he said, you know, it kind of sounds like David in the Psalms. And I was like, my mind was blown. (laughs) And you do, you sit there and you read the Psalms and it's like, God, you're amazing. And then it's like, oh, my soul, like, why do you despise me? And, and so it is these ebbs and flows. And so that was really reassuring for my heart to know that, you know, even the people in the Bible were human and they just drew on the strength of the Lord. And we can do that same exact thing. Yes. And it's so true. I mean, I I go through that too, where it's just like one week I'm all in. And then the next week I'm like, what am I doing? And I take a step back and then just something happens and I'm like, I'm all in again. Yes. (laughs) Very normal, apparently. (laughs) Yes, it is. It's so normal. I think every entrepreneur I talk to goes through that. So if you are listening to this and you are a business owner, you're not alone. Correct. We get you, sister. (laughs) (laughs) We do. Um, Well, and so you've kind of really just shared how the Lord brought you into this role and and really was kind of the guiding light in starting uh, your business. Um, How would you say that he plays a role like just in the planning? Because, and I ask this because I know so many women that they'll, they feel led to to start something or to do something to to coach or whatever, and then as they dive in full force to start this amazing business that the Lord brought to them, then they there's like a wall and it, they don't necessarily allow the Lord to come in into the business. It's they let Him give the idea. Um, And I I know so many women right now that are like, I don't know how to invite him into my business. So how would you say that you invite him into your business? And how would you, what would you say to the woman who's like, how do I bring him into this? (laughs) Um, So a lot of things, but like number one is pray every day, like pray and pray and pray. Um, but also like check your prayers. Like I, I know that I've been guilty in seasons of like, God, you gave me this business. Like, just give me the clients, like make them show up kind of a thing or like, you know, setting income goals. I feel like I just verbally process 
process this with myself yesterday in a voice note, but income goals, right? Like I had this idea, I listened to a podcast and a guy's like, I want to be a millionaire by the time I'm 40. And I was like, yeah, great goal. I want to be a millionaire by the time I'm 40. I got seven years. Like, this is good. I can do this. And then I was like, it's not really about the money like that. I mean, yeah, I want to bring an income to my family to provide for my children to go on vacations and, mm -hmm. and afford things that I wasn't able to afford previously. Right. But I, I'm not doing this to become a millionaire. I'm doing yeah. this because I want to serve and I want to see lives changed for the kingdom. I want to see souls changed and like how much more power do you have than as a mother to like be that example. Right. And so I, God really flipped that switch in, in my mind too. And it's like, it's about the number of people you can serve. Mm -hmm. And even if I'm showing up and serving people in a capacity for free, maybe that's what he has for my season right now. Maybe I'm still going through a learning period, you know, and just being willing to rest in what he has for you. Um, but I feel like hearing that initially, like you have this on your heart and taking that step forward. That's all I did in the beginning. Just say yes and step forward. And you don't even know what step two or three or four looks like, but being obedient and stepping into step one, like he will reveal it to you if you allow it. And so try not to like grip the reins too tightly and instead just like walk slow and steady and make sure you're praying every day, not yeah just about things in general, but about your business, like accepting where you are and looking forward to where you want to go. But then also asking him, like, is this where we're going? Mm -hmm. And really treating him like he is your business partner. And this is something I recently learned um, through my coach, um, Whitney Barbary. She talks in her academy about having business meetings with God. Mm -hmm. And it's completely transformed the way um, I operate in my business, the way I operate in my life. And it's just been really incredible. But she talks about looking at him as your business partner. Wow, um, I just like that. if you and I were in business together, we would meet regularly. We would have discussions about this, about what are our next steps and mm -hmm. if we're on the same page with where we're going. So similarly with him, making sure that we are keeping him as like CEO of our business and following his call, not saying we're going over here now. Come on, God, like bless this. This is what I want. Um, and just gripping those reins. So Oh, that's I what I would that. have to say. <laughs> Yay. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I love how you brought up that money, you know, it's not about money and it's, that's really good to think about on for two different things. Obviously we don't want that to be our driving force. Um, but also when it comes to charging people, cause I know a lot of women that have a hard time with charging mm -hmm. others and so it makes it also a little bit easier to even charge because if you don't necessarily think about the number that you're charging, but just that, okay, you're charging, but you are going to give a service and really serve mm -hmm. and help other people. And whether we like it or not, people, if they're not somewhat financially invested in something, then they tend to not do the work. I've seen that. Um, I've done that, you know, it's, yes. it's just how it is, is, um, and so it's also a, a kind of way of loving others too. It's like, I want you to do the work. And so if I know, if I'm going to trust that you're going to do the work, then you have to put some kind of investment in towards yourself. So 
Absolutely. Um, and that I, I just so appreciate that you said that because like when you were like, oh yeah, I'm so happy that you said that about the money because it's not the driving force or whatever. I'm like, but it's still important. Like mm -hmm. you still have to charge people because God gave us our strengths and our gifts. He walked us through our life experiences. So like, I'm a firm believer so that we could turn around and serve others with that. But yeah. ultimately like we have a family, we have a home, we mm -hmm. have mouths to feed and he wants us to enjoy life like he doesn't want us to like sit on the corner and like try and serve people from nothing um you know like yeah it has to be a cycle but but in what you said about you know ensuring that people show up i i say this whether i'm employed by somebody else or i'm serving my clients like you can't pay me enough to to like ultimately do nothing Right. I, I will show up every day, but if you're not going to show up, like I'll give you your money back. Like it's not, it's not worth income to me to show up for you if you're not going to show up for you. Yes. So it's, it's finding that sweet spot of like, where, where's your pain point where it actually makes you show up. And I listened to another podcast. I love podcasts, right? I'm me addicted too. to like <laughs> learning and growing. Um, and he was talking about, it really goes back to our primal roots, right? When we would get up with this passion and this like fervency in us to go hunt or um, forage for food. It's because we had to, or we were going to starve. We had to go get wood or we were going to freeze. And we've lost that, that passion, that fervency in us to like get up and go ourselves. And so I feel like for one, that's why coaching is so amazing because it gives us that accountability. It gives us, it kind of restores that, that like passion and fire in us to get up and go, to do the things that God has placed in our heart to do. Um, and a lot of times like having that other person holding you accountable is a great measure, but also knowing like, I have $500 this month on the line. Like I'm paying $500 a month for this coach, for this community, whatever it is, I'm going to show up every opportunity I have because I just took, took money out of our vacation fund or our next adoption fund or, you know, food out yeah. of my son's mouth, whatever, whatever it is for you, yeah. but it creates that pain point. So I totally yeah. agree. And I thank you for bringing that up. Sure. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's a problem that, I mean, I've had myself and I know other women, it's just like this, I know I need to charge, but I, I don't, I'm scared or I don't know mm -hmm. how much or is this too much. And um, just exactly what you said, you hit the nail on the head. The Lord has gifted us with, you know, with talents and skills that he wants us to use to bring back home. I mean, the Proverbs 31 woman, you know, she, she, um, people like to say she too was a businesswoman, you know, mm -hmm. um, but she did do for her family, you know, she, um, willed and dealed for her family. And so, yeah, so it's not a sin ladies to charge. Mm -hmm. Correct. <laughs> Sadly, we live in a world that requires money to live. <laughs> yeah, but ultimately too, and this is another like perspective in terms of this, right? If you have a heart to serve, let's say, um, you know, low-income families, women in crisis, sex trafficking victims, like those people don't have money. They don't have income to pay you, right? And so that's a ministry and that's mm -hmm. different from business. But how are you going to fund your ministry? Are you going to have a business to fund your ministry? Are you going to go out and work 40 hours a week to give your your income away? Or are you going to go out and get you know contributors that are going to donate 
their earned income to you monthly so that you can go serve. Like there has to be a way that you're able to serve if you're serving others. And so um, that's what I think of when, whenever I think about charging too. And so it is, it's a very difficult and very delicate balance, I feel like, but you can have a ministry serving and you can also have a business serving. Um, yes. One charges people that are able to pay and, you know, brings them to that next level and other ones serve people that are not able to pay. Um, and they are different. Yes, they are. And the thing is, is the people that are able to pay, um, they really don't mind, especially if they know that you're turning around and giving, you know, being giving of that. Um, Dave Ramsey, you know, what is it that he says? Um, live, live today like no one else. So that way you can live like no one else or something like that. Yeah. And I mean, and that that goes with what we're talking about. I mean, of course, he's talking about saving your money and all that stuff, which that's a whole other topic. <laughs> yeah. um, but like his whole point to that is we want to be financially sound so that way we can go and serve and give and be a blessing to somebody else. Mm -hmm. And so that is the thing. And, you know, most people that can pay for a service, they are thrilled to know their money's going to help other people. So mm -hmm. that's a good point. I've heard that too. A lot, a lot more people are shopping um, based off of like the value system of a business and like whether a portion is going to charities that their mm -hmm. value system agrees with or not. Um, and, and that's where, like, I, I feel like it's really cool to see the marketplace transitioning like that is like, people are no longer just spending their money anywhere. Mm -hmm. They're looking into these organizations that they're giving their money with and almost, if you will, voting with their dollar, which I think is really important. Um, but I think it ultimately comes back to like what you were saying, that open hand philosophy is that, you know, money coming in also needs to flow out. And so yeah. it needs to, it needs to go both ways. Um, or, or even if it is going that one way, but it just can't come in and stop because yeah. that, that is, that I believe is what scripture talks about. The love of money, you know, mm -hmm. is the root of all evil yes. and it can get us caught up in, um, a different sense of worship and the opposite mm -hmm. of really what God has for our heart. So, yeah. So true. So true. <laughs> Um, well, we, you and I can just talk and talk. Like I have so many other questions and I'm like, okay, we, we probably need to wrap it up. <laughs> um, okay. So as we're ending, I have a couple of questions. I like to call them hot seat questions, but they're not necessarily hot seat questions. <laughs> um, so our motto here at Braided is balancing tradition in an untraditional world. Mm. What does that word tradition, what or just what does that mean to you whenever you hear that, that word or even that motto? Mm. Like traditions, I feel like I can go multiple ways with. And I feel like, you know, scripture references a lot, like the traditions of man. Um, and so I'm always very cautious of traditions. Even this mm -hmm. past year, um, I questioned my husband, you know, we have a son now. And I, so I asked him like, why are we celebrating Chris or um, Christmas 
in our home? Like, why as a family do we celebrate Christmas? I'm not asking like, why historically do Christians celebrate it or this or that? Um, but like, what is the significance to us to making sure that tradition is relevant for us and like what God has been speaking to our hearts. And so one of the things we did this year is we actually added Passover um, into our life and we, we celebrated Passover and um, we had a Seder and it was pretty cool. It was very awesome to incorporate um, like the Old Testament into like what, who Christ is and like just how much you could see Christ in that um, celebration, in that feast and everything. And so to me, it comes back to scripture. Like scripture is the ultimate truth of, of what tradition is, but then like sitting in, uh, in that and like chewing on it and praying over it. And um, like, especially those ones that I'm, I'm confused about, or I'm conflicted about like, God, what does this mean to us? What does this mean to me? Like, how will you have me apply this in my life? Um, and, and even studying that going back to the original, like he, he, Hebrew or Greek text um, doing word translations and, um, I just love digging in that way, praying about it. And then if I'm still confused going to, um, you know, a trusted friend or a trusted mentor, listening to commentaries or other podcasts that talk about it and just spending a lot of time in prayer to figure out, is this a tradition you'll have me have? Or is this a tradition of old? Is this a tradition of man? And just filtering through those. And so um, I feel like I'm, I can be a very traditional girl in terms of like, like scripture is truth. Like we cannot argue that. Like, let's go back to scripture. This is what scripture says. Like, this is what God has for us. Um, but then also understanding like this very untraditional world that we're in and, and ultimately coming back to love. Like, mm. you know, if we're, if we're debating sin, you know, it's not our place to judge, but it's our place to, um, I feel like, scripture kind of directs us. They say, hate the sin, not the sinner, right? Mm -hmm. Because we can all, we're all sinners saved by grace. Right. So just coming back to that, I don't know if that's like the answer, not, not necessarily the answer that you're looking for yeah. or like no, what that's, the question is about. But that's yeah, what no, I that's, that's great. I just like to kind of hear, um, you know, what people wouldn't, just because I know tradition is, um, different, uh, not necessarily different, but I just like to hear people's perspective on it. Um, and I like that you brought up that you asked your husband, um, why, why are we, why is this a tradition in our home? And I really like that because, so I used to not really pay too much attention to tradition or the whys until my husband actually started celebrating Christmas with me because he grew up a Jehovah's witness. Mm -hmm. And so if you know anything about them, they don't yeah. celebrate birthdays or Christmases or holidays at all. And so he, um, he wasn't, he wasn't practicing Jehovah's witness anymore. When we got married, he was, you know, he had already left, but it, it, was difficult for him to like, to understand. Like, and so he wanted to know why, why do you put a Christmas tree up? Why are there candy canes in my home? Mm -hmm. <laughs> why, why do you have Santa Clauses all over? What is this St. Nicholas guy all about? And so um, he's the one that really opened my eyes to the beauty and tradition, but also, and, and you really hit the nail on both. There's beauty in it, but then there's also that, you know, 
um, we have to be careful because there you can be so much into tradition that you don't mm -hmm. even know why. And it, it's um, almost becomes um, an idol and it can be worldly. So yeah, perfect. Absolutely. I love it. Thank you. And I think, <laughs> I think too, like, you know, we are each convicted by what we're convicted by. So whether we celebrate Christmas or we don't, whether we celebrate Passover or we don't, like whatever it is, um, I feel like it always comes back to the heart of the issue. Like, what are you choosing to use this celebration to honor? Like, are you sitting there and like, you know, your is your Christmas season like all stressed out because it's about the lights being right and the tree being decorated perfectly well and how many presents are under the tree and how much money you have to spend on other people. And like, if there's a level of stress that like Christ is devoid of this, then definitely question this tradition, right? But if you're like, no, even I know the history of Christmas. I know how it came about. Like I know all of this stuff, but I celebrate and honor Christ. Like he is the focus of this celebration. Then, then that's what you have come to the conclusion of. But because one person celebrates and one person doesn't, I feel like we each come to our own, like God convicts us each differently and has us, I feel like show up differently um, all across life. And so I think it's important to remember that too, is that your, your convictions are for you. Yes. I love that. Love it. No, that you gave a great answer. Thank you. Okay. So next, what is your favorite scripture or favorite biblical person? Or, <laughs> or, or oh, I just, open. <laughs> I love this question because there's so much, um, can I say both? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so my favorite, my favorite scripture um, is the fruit of the spirit in Galatians five, for sure, but not just the fruit of the spirit, what comes before that as well, the fruit of the flesh. And I just feel like it's a great warning and a great contrast mm -hmm. to like always go back and visit the fruit of the spirit is actually our family, um, our family verse and like our family motto. And I use it as like a means of like correction and um, instruction in our home. You know, if my son smacks someone, I remind him that that's not being gentle and that's not being kind. Right. And mm -hmm. like we love to exercise joy and love and peace mm -hmm. is like, you know, shalom. It's it's the guiding force um, in our home. It's just returning back to the peace of Christ. So I just feel like there's so much in there where you can just classify it as like, oh, these are just a bunch of lovely words. Um, but there's so much in that. And then my favorite um, person in the Bible, uh, that one's so tough too. Like initially <laughs> it comes up King Solomon um, because the, there's just so much in the Proverbs and then, and then the flip of like Ecclesiastes. Um, and if you look up in history, like even to today's modern day times and with inflation and all of this stuff in the history of everyone who's ever lived, King Solomon is still, I think like the fourth or fifth wealthiest person to ever have lived on this earth. And wow. this was like so many years ago. And, you know, like, you think of like the richest people you can find, like Jeff Bezos, who owns Amazon and all this stuff. No, Solomon's got him beat by leaps and bounds, <laughs> and he loves the Lord. Um, and he will tell you, like, it's all vanity. Like, it's not worth anything. Mm. Just love the, love the Lord, wisdom and understanding, turning to scripture. So I'm going to go with that. 
Love <laughs> that. Thank you so much. <laughs> it, you know, I'll be honest. I love that because you don't often hear people, especially women, say that King Solomon is is one of their favorite biblical people. So I love that. <laughs> well, I guess he had many wives. So no, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> women are like, no, I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. Um, well, thank you so much for joining us, Sasha. And please feel free to drop the link below to your event that's coming up. So that way mamas can join and be a part of that. And um, just thank you so much. You are such a light. I love speaking to you. We need to have another coffee, coffee chat. Yes, anytime. <laughs> and also, and- oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, and a reminder to hashtag adoption. If you're, if you want to be in a drawing for um, one of these adoption books that walks you through that discovery process. Love that. Thank you so much for that. And how can people find you outside of this Facebook group? Um, So I'm Sasha Star Robertson, both on Facebook and Instagram. Um, I think TikTok as well. I just share you really want to see the real me. <laughs> me um, just a little bit more goofy stuff, I guess. Um, and I also am on Clubhouse, Intentional Mama, but I don't really show up there a whole lot. Um, so yeah, I'm all over the place. And then it's intentionalabundance.life is my website. Yay. Awesome. Okay. Um, and is there anything else that you would like to share with us before we um, bid you farewell for today? <laughs> Well, I want to say thank you, Crystal, so much for having me on here. It's like you said, always a joy and a pleasure chatting with you. And um, I'm just super excited to be here and connect with other women who I feel like um, can relate to those struggles like you're talking about who who come from a background of pregnancy loss and infertility, maybe even considering adoption or have adopted. Maybe you have a beautiful rainbow baby um, of your own, but it's just nice to connect with other women like that and women who um, I think, you know, are in business or considering business and, and love the Lord. It's just, you know, it's hitting so many nails on the head. So if you'd love to connect, I would love to be friends. Like feel free, send me a DM, send me a friend request. Um, I love meeting new people and chatting and just pouring into each other's lives. So thank you again for having me and, um, God bless you all. I hope you have a wonderful week. Yes. Thank you, Sasha. And real quick, you also do, um, a show similar to this, Um, When do you do that and where can the girls watch that? Um, So it's called Tuesday Talks and I just host them right on my personal timeline. So right at, um, I think it's like Facebook. Anyway, my name is Sasha Star Robertson, but so is like my business profile. My business profile is actually like the at Sasha Star Robertson. Um, So yeah, just click my name on here. You'll find it on there. You can follow me. You can friend me. I post them um, lot or public. So everyone's able to see whether you're my friend or not. And they take place on Tuesdays. Um, I try to do them at 9am Alaska time or 1pm Alaska time. So that's um, 1 p.m. Eastern or 5 p.m. Eastern, um, if that helps clarify. But sometimes they change. So I work with my hosts. And if you are a woman after God's own heart, if you have a mission um, that he's planted on your heart that you want to share, um, if you have a business or an event coming up you want to share about, especially if you're a mama trying to raise your children and love the Lord, then I would love to have you on my Tuesday Yay. Talks. Just hit me up. Let's chat, get to know each other, and um, we can pick a date. 
Yay. Awesome. Awesome. So uh, lots of amazing invitations here from Sasha. So you ladies take her up on this and get to know her and what she's doing and how she can serve you. So thank y'all so much for joining us live. If you watch us um, on the replay, say hello. Um, but we will talk to you all later. Bye. Bye. Thank you. <laughs>